Hey everybody, it's Mrs. Gillespie. And Mr. Hosini. Welcome to today's episode of In the Middle Of. Every day, we're going to give you a different scenario that you might find yourself in the middle of. So, sit back, get comfortable, pour yourself a nice cup of coffee. Or just grab some fruit. And here we go. All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and dogs and cats. I mean, we might have all sorts of types of listeners here. I would suspect, actually, pets probably love us. Anyway. They probably laugh the most. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about something really relevant to every single person's life throughout their whole life. And as teachers, it comes up a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And it may be magnified right now. Yes. That's why this is this, That's is, why this is so important. So relevant. So today we're going to talk about sharing and what it's like being in the middle of a sharing situation where someone else is there and you are feeling possessive over something you own. But we're not going back to like kindergarten, preschool sharing, take turns. We're talking about like teen, grown-up sharing. These are important things in your life. Things like food and drinks, the remote, (laughs) what's on TV, you know, serious things. Very serious things. That like what you learned in preschool doesn't always translate. Mm -mm. So, Mr. Hosini, talk to us about sharing. Hi, I'm I'm horrible at sharing and I'm a self-confessed bad sharer now because you don't want to share your own things or because you don't respect the boundaries of other people who don't want to share oh good one it's because i don't want to share my stuff Ooh, you're selfish. oh yeah. yeah 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 i have no problem admitting that but it is mostly around consumables mm. food and drinks so and when you have food and drinks, you do not want anybody else to have it. No, and I'm so bad and i recognize this the first time uh after i got married and it was maybe around when I got married, uh, when I would, when my wife and I would be having dinner or lunch or something, and we would both have glasses with something in it. And I was a very big juice consumer. I used to drink juice like it was going out of style. Like I had, like, it was like I had several liter quota. <laughs> and my wife said, you really need to cut back on the juice. Anyways, I did. So you're I'm, off the juice. I'm now. a recovered juiceaholic. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, she, we would both have our own drinks for with what, what, whatever we're eating, and I loved that last gulp. I, I looked forward to it. I would drink and drink and drink, just looking forward to that last big gulp of lifting the cup up and finishing it off with a big mouthful and then a big gulp. And I wow. always look forward to that and. And she would lean over and ask if she could have some of mine right when it was at the end. And and I just turned instantly green. Like, green maybe isn't the right word. I did not want to share. And so, I've got a horrible poker face. So I couldn't... So she knew. So you couldn't even fake it. Oh, no. Like, and I didn't matter what I said. She knew what I was feeling like. And so she did it more. <gasps> but this is what I love about my wife. She didn't let me get away with stupid things. Mm. And if she knew that I was doing something that was dumb, she 
helped me. She she did absolutely. Mm-hmm. So practicing parenting. She was. Long before you had the boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I still now have a very hard time sharing what I'm eating and what I'm drinking, and ah. and something comes up with it almost every day at home. But I am getting so much better. I am getting so much better, and it was years, a few years into getting. Uh, in my sharing lessons from my wife that I started to offer mm. what I had and I feel like I, I I reached some sort of milestone. So when you are offering things to people, are you offering because you genuinely want to share or because you feel like you are practicing something that you're bad at and need <laughs> to get better at? There's a, a, an interesting combination, but it is mostly because I think I should share. Not because I want to. But now I feel like I'm filtering through every time you've offered to share something with me and wondering like, did he actually want to share that? Or was probably like not. obligatory? It is it's because I recognize I'm in a social situation where sharing is nice. I mean, it is, it is a very good thing for your heart. You should be easily able to let go of whatever is in your hand to share it with others. I totally get that. But when it comes to food, or something that I'm drinking that is really enjoyable, I don't want to share it. So, huh. so if I offer, it is because I am I'm recognizing this social um, handicap I have, and I'm mm. trying to practice it and overcome it. So, should I say yes just to help you get over this? Probably, probably. But there, there is there is one situation where there's like one kind of food where I simultaneously hate sharing and love sharing. And that is a good steak. Hmm. If I have an incredible steak, that is one of the only you things. you want someone else to taste like how good it is? That's exactly what it is. And I feel like I want someone else to enjoy this as much as I'm enjoying it right. and to know just how good it is. And so I will offer, I'll offer a piece of steak or a bite. Maybe not the whole thing. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to uh, turn the tables on you here because as a dad and as a husband... There's a couple of chronic man moves that I'm curious if, um, being someone who doesn't like to share, do you apply? I'm just probably guilty of these other situations. So, are you likely to take (laughs) things and eat things from your kids and off their plate when they have not been um, considered and asked specifically if they want or are ready to share with you? It happened last night. It happens often if they're sitting and just tootling around with their food and I look over and it looks good, I take it and eat it. And yet you sit here as someone who says you don't like to share your things. So what would you do if they reached over and ate the stuff from your plate? Oh, I say something about you never take food off of another (laughs) man's plate. Something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. It is It is not a monkey see, monkey do. This is do as I say. This is I, I, This is what I'm saying to them. I have suffered all my oh. life in not knowing how to share. So I am teaching you so you won't be afflicted with the so same... Turn a blind eye while I take that french fry off your No, no, no. Watch while I Watch take while this I french fry. And you know what's funny? It was french fries. That's funny. I not only will take things off their plates and then they get mad and then there's trouble ensues. Uh, also, if they walk away from their plates and there's food on there, I'm not good at remembering that is there for them to come back to oh later. So I will, mom, I will clear that plate and I will eat it because I don't want food to go to waste. But how often has there been a side conversation 
between Celeste and the boys where she is like, there will be no additional snacks for you later until you finish what is on that plate. And then they come back to eat it. You finally made peace. They finally said, okay, I'm desperate enough to eat it. And dad has eaten everything off their plate. And he turns around and it's, and it's, it's just it's the last of it is going in his mouth. And he's like, yes, huh? Down his chin. huh? It's happened several times. Like several times a week? No, not several times a week, but at least once a week. Still. And this is this has been my oldest is six, and so this has been a constant reminder. I don't know if our listeners out there, I don't know if your dad still do this to you. Well, my dad did it to me, and now I watch my husband do that to him. This is why I'm curious. Is this just like like it's like Nancy food must eat? Like it just I don't know. I don't know either. It is deeply ingrained that when food is on a plate and I still have room. I will eat that plate rather than put it in the compost, but then I forget that they might be coming back for it. Okay, another scenario. Now in a restaurant, you were out for a nice dinner with Celeste, and she says something like, oh, I was thinking about getting an appetizer or a dessert. Do you want to share or something? And you're like, no, 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 no. If you've said that you haven't wanted to share, are you still a, I'm just going to steal a bite of yours later? So oh, I <laughs> Well, I'm going to explain what I think I do and then anybody who is privy to information and telling they can come and tell me I'm a liar. That that's fine cuz I get things wrong sometimes. I feel like that is a very um I don't enjoy that when that move gets pulled on me. Mm-hmm. So if I say I don't want dessert and even if something comes and it looks incredible, I won't ask for it. I won't just take a fork out of it and I won't say I'm going to steal a piece Mm -hmm. if it's offered to me I'll say yes please but if I've made the decision before then I won't breach that after I probably have but I I feel like that's my my dessert code do you you ever have um maybe you like you said you didn't want your own but in the back of your mind you're like well I might just want a bite or two of yours because I don't want my own dessert well I am I am cheap and the price of desserts blows my mind and even if i really want a piece of lemon meringue pie or apple pie or something that looks incredible i'm not paying eight dollars for a slice of pie so i would i will yeah i won't i won't say no i won't get my own i'll just have some of yours Mm. i'm also I, i won't cross that i feel like there was many many years of Chris saying no, he didn't want to order dessert, and me ordering dessert, and in his mind just assuming that means he could half that dessert was his. Well, I mean legally, fork in the hand. Legally, half of that dessert is his. Oh, what? Don't get me Who do you think you are to keep that from him? <laughs> uh, J.K. Of course, of course. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like it took a few years, but then we established a very clear like. Now he'll be like. Oh, you're getting dessert. Do you, are you okay with sharing that? And sometimes, absolutely, no problem. Often I feel like I have room. I want something sweet, but not a whole dessert. Yeah. But then sometimes you're like, no, I actually want this whole thing. Like I budgeted how much I ate for dinner and the amount of room I have left to enjoy this entire, it's like that final gulp of juice. Yeah. Having enough for that dessert and then that fork sneaks over and it's like, but I just wanted a little taste. And somehow you feel guilty. Not letting them have that taste. Yes. It sounds. You said you didn't want one. Mrs. Gillespie, it sounds as though you've got some work to do in this area. Oh, geez. I actually have no problem sharing. I feel like I share my food often Mm. and I'm happy to 
share my food with others. I'm not very attached. Okay, okay. Then let me give you a hypothetical okay. situation. Okay. Let's say um, you're a newish parent and um, your son or daughter is sitting there. It's breakfast time. And let's say you got up early to give your spouse a sleep in. Mm -hmm. It's totally hypothetical. Totally. It sounds hypothetical. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and there are like, there's some... Um, well, your your son or daughter usually has the same thing for breakfast because you don't want to give said child a lot of sugar in the morning. Okay. You want to try to keep it healthy. So you prepare that for them. At the same time, you prepare um, some delicious leftover pancakes from the night before because you made supper for or breakfast for supper. It's still okay. hypothetical. Okay. And on your own breakfast plate, you've got the pancakes and you've got whipped cream and you've got fresh sliced strawberries okay. and then you sit down for breakfast and you hand your child their breakfast and then you sit down with your breakfast okay. and then so at that point do you feel obligated to share your delicious breakfast with that child even though they have seen yours and are now crying and <laughs> refusing to eat their own breakfast and they have woken up your spouse because they're yelling so loud and and make and like you're holding your ground because of your your parenting well and you're just trying to get nutritious food into your child's stomach and you so you refuse to share so like hypothetically if that happened uh, hypothetically i would say that's somebody with some serious sharing issues maybe a bit of a hypocrite if it's healthy enough for them but not for their child this is a growing child we're talking about <laughs> these are the foundational building blocks of their body so you don't want them to have fruit dairy and a pancake? No, there's there's a lot of syrup and and other stuff in there. The uh, sugar content hypothetically I, I would be through the roof. Hypothetically, where you're going with this, I think it's cruel to sit in front of your kid with a delicious breakfast and expect that they're going to eat some sort of non-sugar flavorful garbage. Either here's the here's my what my parenting move would be because I've been in that situation. There are things that I want to have that I don't want to share with Gabby. Then. You don't eat them until they're done. You give your kid their breakfast, they finish, and as most many other parents would do, they would take care of the kid first, they're on their way, then they're also full, then you prepare your own second, you eat it, and if they happen to notice, you give them a bite. Well, yeah, look at this 2020 vision of someone. So if I ever run into this hypothetical situation, I guess I, I have know. a situation or I mean a, an example of what to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I should say like, I'm pretty good at sharing, but every once in a while there are things you just want or especially like leftovers that you assumed would still be there. And that's when I can get my shorts in and on a little bit. You know, you have you have chips in the evening and you know like there's still some left over for tomorrow. And you're looking and forward you to them. And your nine-year-old ate them at 6.30 in the morning while they watched TV. And you're double irritated because you're like, that's not breakfast. And you finished my salt and vinegar <laughs> chips. That I don't love. Um, and so I, when, growing up, my mom baked a lot for mm -hmm. us. And she especially made a lot of cookies and apple crisp. And I remember she would say... Um, we, we like, and she did shift work and so she would have these things for us and then she would, she would be at work. So we didn't have, um, we didn't always have an adult supervisor during consumption. <laughs> and so I would ask beforehand, how much are we allowed to eat? Right. And she would say, when it's gone, it's gone and oh. don't complain. Okay. 
So just know that. Mm -hmm. So you can you eat what you want, but when it's gone, I'm not just making you another one if you wolf through it. And so this is then me and my brother as as you know early adolescents and teenagers. This is this is what the mindset was. If it's there, you eat it. Because when it's gone, <laughs> it's, it's gone. gone. And so, so it was like, was it a race too? It wasn't a race, but it was. If there was a tray, like a nine by twelve tray, a glass dish of of apple crisp, that is all I ate until it was gone. So I'd wake up and I'd have some for breakfast. Oh if it was a weekend, I would probably have some at ten o'clock or so, and then at lunch, and then it, then it was done. See, but I wouldn't eat anything so else. Much. How is that fair? What about somebody who like? Oh, you snooze. So then I I learned you snooze you lose. See, so it was a race. Well, no no no, it's but not the like first hey, hey snooze. Twelfth helping. So yes, so it. what I learned also in that is if I showed up and it was done, I couldn't complain. But how many times did you show up and it was done? Oh, hardly ever. Yeah. <laughs> I was all over that apple crisp. Sooner to be the guy who was there first. Yes. <laughs> and I taught my brother a lesson. I'm pretty sure. He should be thanking you right now. You're welcome, Kami. <laughs> yeah, I do think there's there's something to be said, especially right now in this time while people are stuck at home, that you're just having, like, everybody's just there a little bit more. And sometimes you maybe get a little bit more possessive over your stuff and your spaces and your food. Well, stuff and, and spaces is a, is a, is is a, a whole different. whole different category. I'm, are I you, like that we focused on the important stuff here. Well, because that's what, like what I was thinking is that is the biggest thing that we share because that is the most often consumed or mm -hmm. the thing that is most often in front of you that is shareable. Yeah, and you it can break it. Necessarily belong black and white to one person. Yes. Right. So like then, used to say you have dibs on the leftovers over somebody else, but in your mind, it's yours. It's yours, or you had a plan for like, well, I was taking that for. Life work for lunch and or if you sit if someone else is sitting down with a bowl of watermelon and let's just say hypothetically it was the whole watermelon whole that watermelon. has been cut up yeah. uh and then you say can you share some watermelon with me and they say no i cut this up or this is mine um not that this has happened but <laughs> i'd be like what do you mean that's yours did you grow it so then, or did you so purchase then, this then, watermelon? Yeah, it's like his ownership in the preparation or the purchasing. And then as, as a family, mom and dad purchase everything um, and it's for everyone. So when do you claim ownership? Maybe this is, yeah. this is the bigger. Because not everything is for everyone all the time. Yeah. My parents always had adult snacks and we definitely have adult snacks. And since pandemic, we have had to move the snack cupboard. So now there's like the shareable snacks that are in the normal snack cupboard and then there's like the really high secondary snack cupboard where i tell chris i'm like oh no you put that up there because i don't want her to reach it i don't want her to know like put it with the mixer and the protein powder where she's not looking my two-year-old climbs shelves now to get to the snacks right? because we put our snacks up high and he, he knows where it is yes he can get up and and he gets up and he comes out in the morning with he was sitting down. <laughs> he went and took a box of Triscuits. Not that that's an adult snack. He pulled the bag. Well, maybe I guess so. Pulled the bag out. Went behind the couch, and I, I was like, <laughs> "Where is this kid?" And I hiding eating his Triscuits. Yes, and he was, and then he that's looked like weird. a little weasel that just got <laughs> caught. Well, I'm gonna recommend to you secondary snack cupboard. Now here's the key to the decoy. You have to leave some snacks in the first, in the first area, cupboard, but you leave the B list snacks. 
the dregs of the last slightly stale bags of chips, just enough that it seems full, but enough that they also look and they're like, oh, that's not the good stuff anymore. But the good stuff is in the secondary snack cupboard, and they don't know the secondary snack cupboard exists. And that's not bad. as your kids get older, you're going to need to change the location of that snack cupboard probably fairly regularly. More often than I change my computer password, probably. I grew up with a friend whose mom locked away the good stuff. Locked. And growing up, I thought, how could she do that to her kid? And now I'm like, she's a genius. <laughs> Absolutely. She's a genius. You know what you need? The fridge locker. If you haven't seen that infomercial, I'm telling you. A bear can't get in, up. neither can your kids. Exactly. That's, that is genius. Or we should just all learn how to share a little bit better. That's a possibility too. And if we're buying things that we don't want to share, what, what, this is deeper. What is going on there? Should you be eating that? Is it not the healthiest thing? Actually, take that back because I bought this pear juice and it is so good and I mix it with a little bubbly water mm -hmm. and ice. And it is so incredible. This pear juice one day. <laughs> and my wife and I sat down with, with dinner the other night and there was just a little bit of pear juice left. So I split it between us mm -hmm. and we sat down and the boys were like hyenas circling, <laughs> like vultures circling a dead carcass asking for pear juice and can they just have a sip? And my oldest said, can I just sniff it? So he put his whole nose into the cup and sniffed and sniffed. And then he tried to put his tongue in to start to drink it. And anyways, so that was good. It's not like that was an unhealthy no. thing, but it's wasted on kids. And I do think, you know, it's a little bit contagious. I think the more you're around people who share, the more you want to share. And yeah. you know that that will be repaid to you. And the more you're around people who are like, no, this is mine, this is mine. That's like, fine, well, then this is mine. Like, if so, you're not going to give me yours, then... Okay, so then I will share more in my household mm. with my wife. The kids still aren't <laughs> the getting the good stuff. Right. Yeah. So at home, I'm not sure what the sharing situation is for you or your family, but talk to the people around you. Maybe this has just been a sharing battle that you haven't actually dealt with yet. So maybe it's time to deal with it. Yeah. You can maybe come up with some ground rules or some house rules around sharing. Uh, don't suggest that your dad shares and expect that it's going to happen right away because he's an old dog. Yeah. Potentially. It's going to take him a while. You might still have to slap his hand away from your plate a few times. You might. And he will thank you for it later, maybe. But if you've got some good sharing stories, please share it with us. I uh, hope you have an excellent day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>